Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. Before we get into this week's episode, I have some very exciting announcements and updates for you all. As of March 27th, I launched the website. I will have the link to the website in the description of this episode. I am so excited that it is finally up and available for everyone to interact with and check out. This is honestly something I never could have predicted or anticipated for my life. Like if you were to stop and ask me even just a year ago, even like six months ago, if I would ever launch a website, I would have been slightly interested, but not very serious about it. Not thinking that it's something that I could ever do or would do or would even have a reason to do. So it's just kind of awesome that it's all together and all put up now. And I'm just so, 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 so happy. Like I couldn't be more excited about it. So on the website, there are a few sections to check out. There is the podcast section where you can listen to the latest episode of Joyful Heart. And I believe 10 of the latest episodes that I have launched. So they're all up there. I also have links to all of my social media pages for Joyful Heart. So it's kind of putting everything all together on one place. There's also a blog and I have, as of this episode being recorded, about four blog posts up. There's also a section for the Spotify playlist that I have created, and there is an about me page and a contact page. So it's pretty much got it all. It's got the blog, it's got the website, it's got the podcast and Spotify and all the links. So it's like everything that I refer to is on there. And I'm just so excited to see where God takes it and what he does with it and just how it develops and it grows and just whatever God has planned for me. I'm very excited to see and, you know, I'm trying not to get my expectations too high, but just, you know, trusting like whatever God has meant for me, it'll be the best thing for me. So I'm just so excited about it and I'm so happy that it's finally up. So if you want to be sure to check it out. So now we are going to get back into this week's episode. So for this week's episode, we are going to be talking about Christian double standards, which is one of the biggest critics and frustrations that people both in and out of the church mention. I feel like this episode, for the most part, is somewhat self-explanatory, and it's a pretty common frustration like when I'm on social media It's the one thing that I see consistently when people are bringing up Christianity. It's just the double standards and somewhat of the hypocrisy of it. And, I mean, it's sad to see, um, you know, the church and, you know, Christianity to be talked down upon and kind of like ripped apart on social media. But then you also have to realize where they are coming from and 
understand that, I mean, what they're saying is the truth. You know, there is a lot of double standards. There's a lot of hypocrisy, which is to be expected with humans. But as a church, we ought to do better. And an unfortunately very common example of the Christian double standards and hypocrisy is when a Christian judges or condemns the sins of another, but doesn't address the sin in their own life or ignores the sin in their own life. This is a huge problem in the church. If we want others to join, we have to offer a safe and comfortable setting. With that being said, that doesn't mean that we just give out free passes for people to sin and never address it. You know, if I was to see that my friend was going through a very destructive cycle of sin, it would be wrong for me to allow them to keep sinning and possibly hurting themselves or hurting others. But, you know, going to new things like church, it can be very intimidating for some people, especially with all the things that you hear about Christianity just walking in there. It can be very intimidating. I myself as a Christian, I feel nervous going to new churches for the first time. It's kind of overwhelming. Like, imagine if you are going to a new church and you, and you are being bombarded with messages of being a sinner and being damned to hell and this and that. Now... These things are true. We are all sinners destined for hell without Jesus. But if we keep fear-mongering and holding double standards within the church, or cherry-picking the Bible to fit our needs and our lives, then we are creating this false image of the Lord and preaching a false teaching of Christianity. This false image creates an image of a hateful, judging, and heartless God which could not be further from the truth. We often leave out the fact that God is so loving and so merciful. You know, and I think, I don't know, one of these days, I'll definitely do an episode on fear-mongering because it just doesn't work. People shouldn't be going to church or in a relationship with God out of fear. That's not a real relationship. That's almost like manipulative and abusive. There should be no fear, you know, because God does not give the spirit of fear or timidity. You know, that is not from him. And I mean, imagine if someone was in a relationship with you only because they were afraid of consequences. You know, it's not genuine. We can't keep promoting these relationships. It's not true. You know, Jesus doesn't want us to come to him and only be loyal to him out of fear it should be out of love and genuine because that's a true relationship and that's the image of christianity that we need to be pushing out that it's more about your relationship with jesus than just being a religious person because there's a lot of religious people in our world but that doesn't mean they have a relationship with jesus you know they're missing that key part you can't just follow some of the rules and the commandments and think you're doing just a-okay. For example, if you get pulled over for texting and driving and your excuse is, well, I wasn't speeding and nobody was around, I can guarantee you that you will most likely still end up with the speeding ticket. It is simply not enough to only follow 80% of what God says. And on top of that, Judge or belittle someone who follows 75% of what God says. We are called to give God our full heart and attention. You know, you can't 
ignore your own issues, but then to be so hyper-focused on the issues of others. You know, we are called to kind of fix ourselves first, then be a help to others, not this, you know, judge figure just standing over others and belittling them and saying how horrible they are when we are all human. We are all horrible in our own nature. You know, none of us are better than the others. And we all need to make sure that we humble ourselves before the Lord and before others. Now, in some, you know, resources, I say that people say that all sin is equal before the Lord. But I think now that I think about it, I think it's just the consequences of sin are all the same to God. You know, lying and something else like it all has the same consequence there's no oh well this sin isn't that bad because it has the same consequence of removing you and separating you from the lord and we can see this in scripture we are in james 2 1 through 10 my brothers and sisters do not hold your faith in our glorious lord jesus christ with an attitude of personal favoritism For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and is dressed in bright colors and a poor man in dirty clothes also comes in and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the bright clothes and you say, you sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, did God not choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs to the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But have you dishonored the poor man? Is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the good name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as violators. For whoever keeps the whole law, yet stumbles in one point, has become guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a violator of the law. So speak and so act for those who are to be judged by the law of freedom. For judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. All sin separates us from God. We all sin. So I think when we get into this rut of saying, well, at least I don't sin like that, or at least I'm not doing that sin, we're acting as if our sin isn't the same sin that put Jesus up on the cross. We're acting as if his our burdens and our letdowns and our flaws aren't the same reasons that Jesus was put up on the cross. He came to die for all, not just for Christians, you know, not just for one group, for all. It does little to no good at all if we only focus on the sins of others while ignoring our own sins. We can see Jesus touches upon this in Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged by your own standard of measure. It will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye and look, the log is in your own eye. You hypocrite. 
First, take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. We can't just ignore certain sins because they are quote unquote not that bad or they align with our own personal beliefs. You know, we also can't look down on sins, as I said before, you know, and say it's not that bad because it's still a sin. Sin is sin. It separates us from God. It, you know, kind of throw it throws us completely off track in our life, off track from our purpose, off track from our purpose that was created and curated by the Lord. And we can't think of it as something that's not a big deal. Because I know, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, it's just a little white lie. But that lie can grow into an even bigger lie. And these things aren't to be looked down upon, you know. Like, you know, as I've been talking about lying, um, sin can still completely change your life. It can still wreck apart families. You know, there's so many stories of tragedy and heartbreak and families being torn apart and friendships being torn apart over lies over little white lies so we can't belittle sin and think oh this is something i can take care of my own or oh this isn't the worst of it okay because all sin is something that is a lot and we aren't able to overcome it on our own not only are we tricking ourselves by ignoring certain sins or not addressing our own sins, but we are misusing the word of the Lord. God is gracious enough to have sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and to forgive us as his mercies are new every single morning. We have to humble ourselves. I think that it's really important to get down to the simplicity of Christianity. We aren't better than others because we are Christian. We aren't better than others because we are religious and attend church every Sunday or so. Being a true Christian is realizing that we aren't good enough on our own. We need Jesus to help us become better representatives of Christ and to love others more and to be a better help. We need help to navigate through life because we can't do it on our own. We use the rules that the Lord gives us as a way to protect ourselves from the dangers in life. Jesus even humbled himself through his ministry and through his work. We see it in two different sections, the first being John 13, 5-7. Then he poured water into the basin and began washing the disciples' feet and wiping them with the towel which he had tied around himself. So he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, you're washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not realize now, but you will understand later. And then into John 13, 12 through 17. Then when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're correct. So I am. So if I... The Lord and the teacher washed your feet. You ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example so that you also would do just as I did for you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. We are called and should imitate Christ in our everyday actions. 
a lot of people see Christians as these snobby, judgmental, and hypocritical people. This is not a reflection of Christ at all. And the reason I kind of, I mean, I didn't think of this episode, but I feel like God placed it on my heart is because there's a lot of controversies with these shoes by a rapper and a lot of people are calling Christians hypocrites for being so worried about this, but then ignoring their own sins or own things in their life or not caring about others, but then caring about shoes. And I think it just shows that as a church, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of things that we need to work on, you know, and not saying that we need to prioritize certain things, you know, especially not shoes over lives, but we need to do better. We need to act better. Because this is not how Jesus would be acting. Jesus is not hypocritical. Jesus is not snobby. Jesus is not heartless and judgmental. That is not him. You know, and this isn't saying, oh, just give everyone a free pass to go sin. Because no, that only makes things a hundred times worse. But keeping in the love and the mercy that Jesus always portrays with those he meets. He ate with sinners. He didn't it wasn't saying he was okay with their sin, but that doesn't mean he separates himself from them. He still extends love and mercy to them, and that is what we are to do. You know, we, as I said, are no better because we are Christians. We, as Christians, need to realize, hey, the reason I need Jesus is because I am incapable of it on my own. I am not good enough. I struggle with sin. I need help. You know, it's always the toughest thing to admit that you need help. And when we accept Jesus, we're saying, I need help. I give up. I can't do it on my own. And I think we just need to be reminded of that. And as a whole, we do need to do better because it's just very unfortunate. The things that people think of when they think of Christianity and how many people have been hurt by Christians and, you know, by not being representatives of Christ and, you know, being kind of hypocrites. You know, we've all unfortunately been there. And and that it makes me really sad to think of how many people have turned away from the church due to this and strictly because of this, not because of God, not even because of the Bible, but because of the people that are supposed to be their brothers and sisters in Christ. With people's lives and salvations on the line, as a church, we need to step up. None of us are entitled to anything from the Lord. We are all unworthy. No one is better than the other. As representatives of Christ, we need to incorporate his love and his mercy into our everyday lives. I hope that this brought up the chance to reflect on our own actions. I know myself, I need to do better at this, but I can't do it on my own. So I need Jesus to help me first and foremost. And again, I will have the link to the website in the bio. I hope that you are all doing well and staying safe and that you're just doing okay overall. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and a blessed week and a happy early Easter. Bye. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T 
on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.